Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about the Stasis Supers and the new info we got from Gamescom. If you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify or Google Play, you can always watch me live at SayNoToRage.com. You can click subscribe and the bell button or the join button to support me directly. If you'd rather use Patreon, you can go to SNTRPresents.com. We've got some really exciting things we're going to be doing in the Discord, so... Whether you use the membership there or the or the Patreon, get in the Discord. We got some cool things coming with watch parties and my new YouTube channel. Uh, that'll be a new show uh, in addition to this show. So first, I'm going to do. I'm just going to read through everything they put on the website because there's actually really really good information there about the what's coming. Now we did not get a deeper look. They said we were going to get a deeper look at Stasis. I don't think they should have used that phrase. They should have said, hey, we're going to have a new trailer about Stasis. And I think everybody would be like, okay, cool, let's check it out. But because they said deeper look, we didn't really get a deeper look. So in the middle of the video, I'm going to talk about how they're keeping things close to the chest right now. And then I want to add, you know, at the end here, what about the sniper? Everybody's freaking out about the sniper. So first, let's just read through uh, some of the things they put on their website. So they say that the Exo Stranger, we're going to work with the Exo Stranger to harness the new power before Aramis, the Kell of Darkness, bestows it on her fallen forces. So this blows my... Um, blows my prediction out of the water where I thought Eris was going to teach us how to use stasis because she's using it in the one trailer at least it seems like she is it seems we're going to work with the stranger to learn stasis now that still could leave room for other dark supers in the in the future and then Eris could maybe teach us one in the witch queen like whatever Eris absorbed at the end of Shadowkeep with her little rock that could come to fruition with the witch queen because Eris puts the little projection, the little green projection for Savathun in in this season. We got to see that in a, in a, in a cutscene. And so she could be more tied to Savathun's DLC and maybe we get one uh, from her. Uh, the second thing we want to say is it's not water, it's not ice. This was revealed by somebody from Bungie and if you read a lot of the, uh, they say icy and they say freeze and they say you know slow, but they're actually saying it's an elemental power. It's a, it's it's not ju- it's not actually water based. So we're, we are causing like crystals and freezing and, and slowing and all these shards and stuff, but apparently it's actually not rooted in water. It's an elemental power that is separate from that, which is, I guess, why they're calling it a stasis, you know, stasis, not like freeze subclass or whatever, ice subclass. Um, now, they outline three things uh, we're going to be able to do with uh, stasis. So this is not any details about the subclasses, but more than likely when you go down into the subclasses and you have a lot of the personalization, um, these things are going to be in there. So first you can create stasis fields. You can even the odds by slowing your enemies in stasis fields and then aim down the sights at your next target. So there's going to be some way for us to summon or create stasis fields. This could be a reworking of... Um, our class abilities so instead of barriers and barricades and and rifts and dodging and stuff like that we may be getting new abilities new class abilities with this we don't know yet but they also say you can freeze uh a frozen foe is a conquered foe so you can completely freeze foes so we can create stasis fields and we can completely freeze them and we can shatter them the third thing they say is shatter um a hall of icy razors erupts from broken stasis crystals so the 
those three things shatter freeze and stasis field are more than likely going to show up in the actual subclasses and probably in new abilities and then we did get footage of the supers now i'm going to be honest the supers don't have me that excited uh mainly because the titan super looks basically like titan slam with ice effects added to it it does look cool he creates a lot of neat stuff and it seems pretty strong and then the hunter seems like just a sort of like a shorter version of blade barrage that kind of creates some area of effect whirlwind things afterwards the the warlock super looks pretty dope it's like a staff and he's like casting these things and then he can go up in the air with it and it causes this big huge explosion i'll be honest i wasn't super enthused when i looked at the actual gameplay of the supers it's like yeah i've done that before you're just kind of adding you know ice now we have names though warlock is called shade binder and then the hunter is called revenant and then titans is called behemoth now some people have said what if there's multiple supers the same way we have multiple supers for solar right now right you have dawn blade and then you have the well of radiance so there's possibly more than one you know super in the subclasses maybe they're only showing us one we'll have more information on september the first if you go to their website right now, they say that we're going to we're going to learn more about the Warlock on September the 1st, the Titan on September the 3rd, and the Hunter on September the 8th. So that's basically all the new information that we got is that they're breaking it down into three three categories of effect that we're going to be able to do stasis fields freeze and shatter and then we know the names of the supers and we got to see gameplay of the supers again i am more interested in if there are more than one super per per stasis subclass and what sort of personalization and abilities are we going to have with with going down and customizing so close to the chest let's talk about this because i I think we were I think we were pretty justified in our irritation yesterday because they said, "Hey, we're going to take a deeper look at stasis." That just that sounds like a vid doc, that sounds like an interview. I thought they were going to break down some information and we got a trailer. I think they need to kind of be cautious here about how they proceed because the more we get into this drought, the more savage we become. We're ravenous for information. We want to know things. And I don't think we're going to really start to get a ramp up until probably in September. And honestly, the press kit seems like it's just all seasonal stuff. So you can go right now to Bungie.net. You can scroll all the way to the bottom. This is publicly you know, offered stuff to the press or just you if you want cool pictures. Scroll all the way down to the bottom of Bungie.net. And there's a link down there in the small you know, navigation links that they put. There's something called a press kit. You click that, it takes you to a Dropbox. Everything in there seems seasonal. We got like five weapons, and they all seem like they got the same design look, and we we got these armor sets. Very reminiscent of like when we saw, you know, the artwork and stuff for this season. You see everybody standing there in the armor sets, and they're all holding, you know, the new weapons. They're holding the uh, the weapons that you can get for this season. They did the same thing with Season of Dawn. You know, so we, we saw a lot of these, uh, a lot of these w- weapons in a lot of those pictures because that's what was coming out on the horizon. So right now, even if you actually look at the press kit, it seems like they're keeping things close to the chest. I don't feel like we're really getting any information, any concrete information about Beyond Light yet. It's not really been given any details. Length of campaign. We know there's a strike on Europa. We don't know the size of Europa. We don't know the activity for Europa. We don't know about loot pool. How much of a loot injection are we going to get? I mean, we've seen like I said, like five seasonal weapons. They're like red and blue. And that's all we've seen. 
I feel like we're going to get a bigger loot injection and a bigger expansion than we have in the past. We're going to have to do a separate video about there's an actual price difference between this and previous uh, expansions, which is kind of causing me to scratch my head. Are they going to substantiate that? Are they going to answer the, I think, justified quandary as to why this is a more expensive expansion than any of the other ones before? Uh, It is only a $10 jump, but still, it's a jump in price. Will they substantiate that? Is it going to be more substantive, bigger, and, 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 and broader than Forsaken and Shadowkeep because it's more expensive than they were. Uh, so, again, I think using the phrase deeper look was just for a trailer was a bad idea, and, you know, it's we're not going to see a ramp up until September. That's most likely when they're really going to, you know, ramp up the uh, the marketing. Now, lastly, what about the sniper? So, in the trailer, there is very clearly a a beloved sniper in the, in the trailer. Okay, it, it's 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 a sniper you can get from the menagerie right now, and it is being sunset, and it's a, it's a very very popular sniper. Uh, I have a really really great role that I liked using whenever I was playing trials, and if you watch the trailer close enough, there's a split second you know, picture of the beloved sniper, but it has like an ornament on it. So everybody immediately starts freaking out. They're like, we just sunset that weapon and you're going to reissue it. I don't want to have to grind for another God roll. I already did. And everybody started kind of like losing their hats. All we know at this point, and we don't even know what he meant by this. DMG, one of the community managers tweeted a reference to a blog that basically said it was a twab that said they are no longer going to be selling they are no longer going to be selling legendary ornaments so we don't know if what he meant by that was oh that's just a legendary ornament you're going to be able to unlock chase and earn was he saying oh that's a completely separate weapon that's not the beloved with an ornament on it it's just the same it's just the same uh, model because they reuse gun models. I'm actually okay with that. I know a lot of people get angry about that. I don't really give a rip about gun models being reused. I'm more worried about perks and freshness and depth to the perk pool. New perks, better perks, more exciting perks, hierarchy of gear. I want better loot in the raid, stuff like that. So, is it a new sniper? Is it a reskin? People start bringing up sunsetting. You know, Lono, you're in support of sunsetting. What do you think now? They're already reissuing a beloved. We have no idea what that sniper was. We have people saying that they're getting leaks and that it's a pursuit weapon, that the pursuit weapon for uh, that season is a, is a sniper with, with perks that aren't good for PvP. We don't know if that's accurate. We have no idea you know, where that information came from. I think a lot of the leaks as of late have literally been people who are getting early access to the trailer or coming from the companies that design the trailer. Everything that people like, oh, the leaks have been right, the leaks have been right. Like, yeah, they've all been leaks based clearly in my opinion based very very clearly off the trailers some companies making these trailers for Bungie and I think that's the source of the leaks so we have zero clue what this is let's just wait and see how it's earned what it offers if it's a pursuit weapon is it, is it even good because we're hearing you know oh it doesn't even have good perks they're replacing pinnacle and and ritual weapons with the pursuit weapon that can be earned in you know PVE or PVP and if it's a sniper we'll have to wait and see if it's decent or not so that's basically everything that came out of the new information about the stasis supers in that trailer from Gamescom we're going to transition to Q&A if you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify or Google Play and you want to take part in these live go to saynotorage.com subscribe to my YouTube and click the bell button as always if you're listening to the audio versions or watching elsewhere please like share and subscribe 
Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about the Stasis Supers, the new info that we got from Gamescom. If you're listening to this on Spotify, Google Play, uh, or iTunes, maybe you're watching the VOD on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. If you're on YouTube, click and subscribe and the bell button helps me out. Uh, as well as you can click the join button and support me directly. If you want to use Patreon instead, you can go to sntrpresents.com and you can use those same tiers of membership there. So, jumping right in with Rain the Dark. Lono, I am super hyped for these new supers, specifically the Behemoth subclass, but I've noticed what looks like proccing explosions. Do you think that they took the combos from Anthem here? The idea, like a combo. Um, it's, uh... It's it's clear that there's like a, a combination thing happening because they said, you know, freeze and then they said shatter and then they had the stasis field. So it's like the three things you can do. So I don't know if it's going to be as specific uh, or as or as common as the combo thing in Anthem. The combo thing in Anthem was literally a primer detonator foundational combat mechanic that was it permeated through the entire game. This feels like it's it's just sort of a. Uh, there are things you can do with li- with the with the arc subclass that chains lightning, right? You have the one arc grenade or whatever that like chains, but that doesn't mean that you're always chaining lightning. So I'm 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 more of the opinion that it feels like the the shattering and the freezing and all of that. It's all part of the stasis subclass, but I don't think we're going to go down the lane of combat. Is, is then interwoven with combos all the time. So with, with the way that it worked in Anthem, th- weapons were either detonators or primers. And then I think there were non, there were like plain Jane, you know, weapons that didn't do either. And I, that was, that was like a foundational decision that they made. With Destiny, I, I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think they're suddenly going to say, yep, combos are all throughout the game. Now, they may have just taken inspiration from Anthem and decided to do like, a, yeah, you can actually prime them, prime them, right? Prime in quotations here, which is basically you freezing them and then bam, explode them. I mean, you see the Warlock do it, right? Like the Warlock gets out the staff, the Warlock's like shooting the projectiles, and then the Warlock does the big raised raised arm detonation and blows them all up um but i don't yeah i don't think that and i don't think you're asking that or saying that rain but i definitely would worry that you know people would would think that this is where it's going is it's going in this direction of you know combos everywhere or whatever uh i think it's just part and parcel to how stasis works because of how they built the subclass and i would uh i wouldn't look to you know, too far beyond that. I'm also curious with the the depth the subclass is supposed to have. Are we going to be able to build one that's all about shattering, and then you build one that's all about freezing? Do you see what I mean? So you could have like a really aggressive build that is all about shattering, and then I could have maybe a more passive support build that's all about the freezing. That would be really really enjoyable because then you could really lean in you know towards one one particular build. Who knows what kind of exotics could also uh, help with that? Um, they did say uh, we're going to have a lot more customization and a lot more options in this uh, in this subclass tree. So that is a, that is a, a potential outcome uh, from it. So. I uh, I I didn't get that excited about the supers mainly because they looked like stuff that we already do now. But if it starts going down that lane, that could get really really good. And then they could come up with other combinations later as well. Like I've always thought you could do something where if I'm putting void everywhere 
uh, then you can, you know, use arc, and the arc gets better conduction if there's void damage on the field. You know what I mean? They, they, they could do things like that as well that I think would be that would be really, really dope. Uh, Ganks says, All the new things look really awesome, but I have some concerns. Could this be another frustrating element for PvP? And for PvE, does it look to you like they could be swinging the pendulum for power uh, power too far again? So I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna take your question in two parts. This is actually a great question. So first let's just deal with PvP. Um, I think the concerns for PvP are totally valid because when you watch the trailer, I mean they're they're freezing entire groups of people. You know they're they're on the they're all on the control point and they all get frozen and then somebody walks in and just boom gets them all. Uh, you're also seeing somebody freeze people from around the corner. He's like bouncing knives off the wall. And then there was the original the first trailer where the hunter like jumps over the wall and freezes two people at once and when he freezes those two people they the one of them gets knocked out of their super uh so it's kind of like oh my gosh yeah it was supers that did that in pvp wheezy but there was the knife throw that didn't so it's kind of like holy moly i mean the titan slams the ground and freezes a bunch of people with you know, which right now, if he pulls off a code of the missile slam, he's going to kill you anyway if you're all nearby. So if he manages to land the slam of the of the thing, I'm pretty sure he supered first. I don't know. All I know is we've got two clips now of a hunter throwing knives and it freezing people dead in their tracks. One such person is in their super and gets knocked out of their super. So I think questions and concerns about PvP are totally valid because it does seem like it's going to really, really mess with the uh, the flow of combat, uh, especially being able to just put up walls. Um, how often are we going to be able to do that? Are people going to be able to build into it? Are people going to be able to run exotics where they can get you know double walls and stuff like that? Uh, so the second video is actually a grenade freezing them. Well, he's on the map that has rugs and market, and he throws something that bounces off the wall. It looks like the knife throwing, uh, the knife trick animation. That's what seems. That's what it looks like to me, at least. Um, it doesn't look like he's in his super, because when he's in his super, the hunter super is a one-off. It's like blade barrage. He goes up, he does his blade barrage, and that's the end of his super. It's not a roaming super. Um, they were frozen before the knife. But the original clip that got everybody worried was was the earlier trailer where they are on Widow's Court. The hunter jumps up above the wall and just does a knife throw. It's just the shuriken. And his super does not roam. Now again, maybe there's something we don't know. Maybe there is a roaming version of the super if you spec out the subclass in a particular way. Maybe we've only seen one version of it. I don't know. Maybe there is a roaming version where the shuriken suddenly does freeze people and suppress them out of their supers as sort of an anti, you know, it's, it's a, it, it, it turns itself into a super uh, shutdown. Um, he throws a scythe that shatters in the first clip, and there's a clip where he puts out the freezing field. I understand there's other clips of people being frozen in different ways. In the first video, he, he, hits, them with, uh, he hits them with a blade, and it freezes them. He throws a grenade, the grenade creates a wall, he jumps over the wall, lands, and throws a blade at them. That's the one when he's on, uh, that's the one where he's on the, um, he's on Widow's Court. The clip is from Widow's Court. So, we'll just have to wait and see. It could be something that they have to build into, it could be an exotic, it could be something that is, you know, not easy to pull off. I don't know. All I know is Knife Trick is really fast, uh, and... 
he he gets two people with one throw in the one in the one clip so we'll have to just wait and see it the it, it could be one of those things where like right now you could conceivably get like a big multi-kill with code of the missile but it's probably rare and hard to pull off and so some of the things they're showing us might be difficult to pull off you know that guy puts a wall down and then he supers over it and lands and freezes everybody i mean that's 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 not exactly a uh, a super easy thing to do um but but i think it's gonna probably cause frustration in pvp yes to the second part of your question um, does it look like they could be swinging the pendulum too far again? I'm going to say no, because I didn't see anything that's game breaking. I saw supers that we basically already have now. I saw a blade barrage where he's throwing ice picks and then there's some like whirlwinds freezing people. I saw a Titan running around slamming people, slamming the ground and punching people. And then I saw a warlock shooting projectiles and then, and then exploding the enemies. So uh, I, I didn't see anything that made me feel like, oh yeah, dude, they're swinging way too hard here. Um, you know, it, it's, this is insane. Um, you know, in the first clip, he throws two shurikens. The first one suppresses and the second one freezes. That's true. But once they're suppressed, they're barely moving. They're like moving in like slow motion. Now we don't know what their perspective is. Maybe they just took the, maybe they just did it for the, for the clip and they ran like dum-dums, and it'll be a lot harder to literally th- throw off two knife throws in a row, but he does it relatively quickly. Um, and again, even if he pulls it off and you kill him, other people are going to be around too, so constantly getting slowed and frozen may end up really, really frustrating people. Like, I don't know about you, but if you get, like, I kept getting stuck into, uh, you know, one of those wizard suppression clouds today, and I was like, I got an irritated. I was like, stop! You know what I mean? Because it's like, quit! I'm like, moving slow and like, trying to jump out of it. Um, having a lot of people running around slowing and freezing you in Crucible, I think may end up being a pretty, you know, pretty frustrating experience for folks. Uh, but as far as PvE... I have not seen anything yet, and we'll know more in the coming weeks. Uh, Rogby with a $5 tip. When I watch both trailers, it looks like it's take one grand f- grenade to freeze, and then two shurikens to fully freeze. Yeah, it doesn't look like you just like an instant freeze. It did look like it took it took multiple hits. Yes, thank you for the five spot. Um, tether's annoying and smoke too. It slows them like a tether, but try and hit the player with two knife tricks in, uh, in Crucible. It's a lot harder than what the trailer shows but it might not be as hard uh gilly if you can hit him with the first one you know what i mean the seconds that it takes you to get your bearings after you get hit by a tether right and 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 move and like get your aim going like it might be just enough to like it's it maybe it isn't that hard i don't know so we'll have to wait and see christic the identified types of stasis field freeze and shatter seem like they could simplify the identification of components of the techniques at play do you do we think that they could be customizable or swappable components in the upcoming subclasses yeah we just touched on this a little bit ago like what if you can build one that's all about slowing and freezing and then the other's all about shattering right Yo, Adam, thanks for clicking the join button. Enjoy the emotes and the perks in Discord. If you guys want to support me directly, you can click the join button. That's a direct way to support me with a paid membership. Uh, It's free to click subscribe and the bell button, so please do that if you haven't already. Subscribe, then the bell button, then the like button. All that's free. Um, So, yeah, I'm this. That's I think where my biggest question is right now. 
I know that Bungie can make pretty dope supers. Blade Barrage, Titan Slam, Chaos Reach, you know, they're pretty dope. My biggest question is, what sort of customization and differences am I going to have in the builds? And number two, how effective really are these supers going to be? Because Chaos Reach looks amazing, and then you use it and you're like, yeah, I mean, this is... this. It, it doesn't really have a role in the game right now. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, I know they can make supers that look and feel pretty awesome, but are they really, are they effective? Right now, throwing hammers doesn't feel very effective at all. It feels super weak. It's, it, just, it doesn't feel like a super worth using. Now, I know in some cases you can use bottom tree hammers and it's pretty fast and it's pretty fun, but it, does, it doesn't feel particularly strong. And second, my second big question is what type of customization are we going to have in these skill trees? Rain the Dark. With the new supers on the horizon, I'm concerned Well and Bubble will make them seem underwhelming. Do you see Bungie nerfing them to incentivize stasis use? I mean, we did a whole video on this. People did not like my video. They did not like the video where I said that I felt like uh, Well of Radiance and Bubble were going to be a problem. I feel like Well of Radiance is more of a problem than Titan Bubble. Titan Bubble feels a little bit more kept in check by the fact that like, you can't uh, you can't do both defense and offense all together at the same time like you can on um, like you can on the other so if you know with well you get both offense and defense and with you know with Titan with Titan bubble at the very least you have to kind of choose between the two you can't you, you, you can't get both you have to either stay inside and be defensive or go outside and be offensive offensive with your with your buff or whatever um, now the, the, the bigger, the bigger question is, and this is related to what I just said, is what kind of customization are they going to give us for the stasis subclass and what kind of power is that going to lead to? Because if you can build a really, really awesome, you know, freezing suppression shatter build or whatever, or I build the shatter build and you go for suppression, um, then I think in that situation, you're going to have people saying, well, this is more fun. This is stronger. This is better. Uh, and that, that'll unseat, that'll unseat well in bubble. Like if you remember, it was really hard to go back to Titan bubble in destiny one when hammers came out. Cause hammers were really, really strong. They felt good in, in PVE cause of melting point. Right. And so I remember being in Kingsfall and having people run hammers because they wanted melting point and we had one person run bubble. I'm hoping similar things happen here where people say, look, you can create really, really dope, really, really strong builds with stasis for both freezing and then I'll, I'll be the shattering bull rush and just run in and shatter everything. And then also you could have somebody being like, well, we still need somebody to run well or bubble. And so they're still there, but they're not, it's not like, oh, well, there's no reason to ever run these other, other subclasses. I just think in general, well and bubble are becoming constants. And I don't think that's the right way to have supers in the game. They're so strong and you've got encounters where they feel so necessary. They're basically a constant. It's like, all right. Who's going to run well? Who's going to run bubble? And I, I don't know. I, I don't necessarily think that's bad, but I feel like it's so it's just so interwoven into all content. And it, it, you know it's interwoven into all content when people are like, yeah, but Lono, 
everybody uses bubble and grandmaster okay what you're you're making my point for me right it they are they are constantly present the other subclasses are just not um uh one well one bubble one tether yeah now i think that kind of works like i'm i don't know that's why i'm kind of okay with it like it's okay to go into a raid and you got six people and half of the team can run support yeah, you got three people, one well, one bubble, one tether, and the other three can play aggressive and run stasis or whatever. Um, so I, I think I think we'll just have to wait and see what... That's why I said to the question, you know, two questions before this, or maybe it was the question right before it. I really want to see what kind of customization we can come up with. Because if it basically just comes down to, like, a handful of options between, like, grenades and wall types and abilities and stuff, but the supers and the builds are are, are, are are fairly simplistic, and you can't, like, spec into shatter and I spec into freezing or something like that, then I think the worry would be, these are just other supers that d- do similar things that we already do. They're just, they're great for ad clearing. That's what it seemed like. They seemed like they were just ad clearing supers, which we all know how popular ad clearing supers are right now. They just, they don't feel that popular because it generally speaking clearing ads in in the mid lane content and even in raids clearing ads is not that difficult when you go to grandmaster and you need to clear ads you're not going to do it with a roaming super because you're going to die you know it's not it's, it's it's really difficult to use roaming supers really anywhere in the game unless you're just running you know silly strikes and then the, everything's easy and it's like well then that's the only time it's really showing up Arkstaff's pretty nuts. Arkstaff's got some strong builds, but by and large, you're not seeing anybody run Tickle Fingers or Titan Slam or uh, Nova Warp or uh, or Hammers. You're not going to see anybody running those roaming supers in the end game. You're just not. They, they, they don't. They're not needed. I can kill ads quicker than you can with my gun, and you're going in with your hammers. It just doesn't. It just feels pointless. Darksider. Ignoring balance of PvP for now, one of the most unfun things in game is the loss of control over your character. Do you think being frozen, unable to move, or counteract the freeze would create an environment of its fun for one side and hostile and boring for the other? Yeah, I mean, I tend to get I tend to get pretty irritated in any game that freezes me. <laughs> we were playing um I've been playing Minecraft Dungeons uh on the weekends with my kiddos. My son loves it. My daughter's not not so much, but my my son and my wife and I we all play together. And uh, my least favorite thing, and the thing that I get super super irritated about, is when the spiders. There's these spiders that put like webs on the floor. Oh, I hate it. I'm like, oh, get out of the spider web. Like I can't move. I'm like wiggling the joystick, hoping that'll make a difference, you know. And you basically just have to like wait. You literally have to just wait for it to go away. It's super super frustrating, and so. I could see this being very, very similar to feeling like the spiders, you know, in, in, in Minecraft dungeons is, man, I cannot believe, you know, I keep getting frozen and stuck, especially in Crucible, because Crucible is known for salt. It's known for inducing frustration and, and feeling and feeling ticked off, um, you know, spiders are the pain points uh, of Minecraft dungeons. Anything that slows you down in almost any game is just, is, is just irritating, uh, people can barely stand wizard farts. How are they going to take being actually frozen? Oh yeah. Like though, like I had that this morning, there was like a wizard across the way from me and I didn't know they were over there and they kept doing that smoke field. And I was like, what is this? I was like, where's this coming from? 
Imagine a six stack of perma freezing enemy team just a troll. Right, it would be like the uh you know it it'd be it'd be a it'd be a what is it what is it? The fun police. It'd be like when people go into mayhem and they just run fun police. It'd be like that, you know? Um this, uh, the CEO uh, of Twitch has said, looking for a video Q&A product with the moderation queue. The concept is to take video questions and comments live from the public, but to have an off-screen separate queue where a moderator can talk to the next caller and decide whether to approve them before they go live. Any ideas? <laughs> oh, man. That is such a great idea. That is a novel idea. Who would have thought to do that sort of thing? Next question. So, Stasis gives us the ability to stun lock and shatter our enemies, guardians. How do you think our older supers are going to interact with the new system? Do you also think that perks would have lesser effects concerning uh, Stasis? Well, I mean... I have no idea. I have no idea uh, if they're uh, if they're ever going to do anything like this, where you're going to be able to counteract or interact. You know, like oh, if you run solar or you run this or whatever. Um, you know the i the the way the way that they they do supers right now is they just they're they're disconnected. It's not like oh, if you put a tether down, but then I throw down a solar grenade, it's going to like burn through it or something. Um, so the, the, our current supers aren't changing. They're not going to give us new layers of, uh, of, of, of customization that may, um, that may come later, you know, that may come later. So it's, I don't think they're going to do that though. I think the stun lock and the, 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 I think the stunning and the suppression and the freezing, as we just had the previous question with Darksider, you know, an entire team, you know what I mean? You can destroy tether with a solar nade, but that's because it's just damaging the tether, Darksider. It's not because solar does an increased amount of damage to tether. Do you see what I'm saying? I don't know if they're going to do that. I don't know if they're going to create, um, what would you call that? A counter system where you're countering it. You can shoot, you can shoot the tether, you hit it with a grenade, it's doing the same thing, it's just damaging it. It's not like the tether is weak to fire or something. Um, I, I would, uh, I would, I would say, yeah, that gets kind of rock, paper, scissors system. And you got to be careful with that. But with, with four, you might be able to create a rock, paper, scissors system. I think the only dilemma you're going to run into there is that starts to dip into like overwatch territory and without a balanced team, it could be very, it could could really cause a lot of frustration. Uh, six stacks versus non-stacks is already a problem. This could potentially, you know, make that even worse. I like the idea of having rock, paper, scissors, this counters this, this counters that, you know, a rock getting beat by papers never made sense to me, but you get the idea. Um, a rock getting beat by paper, I'm sorry. I think I said it right. Anyways, um... Yeah, I think there's room for for what you're talking about, but I've I've always I've always felt like um you 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 run you run the risk of it being like really frustrating to play because well my team's not specced properly or something, you know? The PvE sandbox has been nerfed for the past few seasons and it has nothing to do with PvP. 
Yeah, PV, I think that gets overstated. I think there have been times where stuff gets nerfed because of PvP, but, like, I think that gets overstated. I think people act like every single nerf comes from PvP, and a lot of the times that just isn't the case. Uh, Darksider with another question. Without game-changing Stasis looks like it will be, which approach of acquiring the new subclass would be better given during or after finishing the story? Uh, as a first-time reward from a raid or special quest doable on the side well you certainly cannot put the new subclass in the raid uh you can't do that (laughs) that wouldn't work uh it's probably going to be a quest similar to when we got our subclasses before uh during the vanilla campaign we're going to research something find something and then do a bunch of stuff with it more than likely We'll 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 uh, we'll have to unlock the nodes and the options and stuff by equipping the subclass and freezing a hundred enemies and shattering a hundred enemies and you know it's going to be something like that I would think they'll just they'll just they'll just quest step it and then maybe even put a quest inside you know what I mean um can we all just thank Lono for being there and doing SNTR presents I appreciate that <laughs> um the the, the usual way of, of introducing subclasses and stuff that's that's typically how they would uh, that's how they would do it um, I would think so should I, re- I there's a part of me that wants to respond to him and say man I'd love to talk to you about how I implemented this into my show but you guys permanently ban me from your platform and won't talk to me based on false accusations <laughs> Like, I feel like I should respond to him or reply to him. Like, man, I'd love to talk to you about this Q&A thing I do live. And it uh, innovated and invented the thing on your platform. And then I was permanently banned uh, (laughs) after no formal investigation happened. (laughs) Uh... Mr. Han Brolo says, I posted some pictures in the general chat yesterday. Feel free to say if you need to see them again. It appears that the other subclasses will be imbued with a new darkness energy. Do you think they'll get changes? Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, if that's happening, I mean, they made it sound like the other supers were not getting any love. Um, they make it. They make it sound like uh, the other ones are not going to get any any love at all. Uh, if if okay, hang on. You got these pictures for me. Let's take a look at these. So what is that? Is that a golden gun shot that you think looks like almost like red or something? Hang on a second. What's this other one? This other one. They just look. Like, I don't know. That could just be a raised contrast for the trailer, dude. Um, the smoke is what he's pointing out. The smoke. Where am I supposed to... Oh! Yeah, you're right. He does have, like, a black smoke around him. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Maybe something will happen. Like, because other people noticed, then they said, they said that the, um, there are no longer orbs of light being created, uh, on the, on the ground. So. So maybe, maybe our entire existence is going to change. 
you know maybe maybe we are going to become something different and it will affect our other subclasses now they said that our other subclasses weren't going to get all the customization but they didn't say our other subclasses wouldn't be changing at all they didn't say that there could be a total you know a total overhaul uh yeah they could do something they could do something like that Uh, LL Brood says, I'm nervous that I'm never going to use these Master or Grandmaster Nightfall. Uh, of course, they could come out with another super. Oh, you're never going to use these supers in those. Okay, but these all seem very ad clearish, kind of except for the Hunter. In other words, I'm nervous that I'm going to use these subclasses for fun. Yeah, we touched on this, Brood. I think you're right. I, I think that that's probably why I was just kind of like, eh. Like, I wasn't that enthused. It does. It feels like more ad clearing, and we already have ad clearing supers, and we already avoid ad clearing supers in the end game. We generally avoid them. Um, the only thing I could think is, as I said, you could have scenarios where the... Um, you could have scenarios where you build to freeze and I build to shatter. You could you could 100% have uh, situations like that. So, uh, you know, I but I don't know. Uh, are you are you going to want to? Are you going to want to do that? Are you going to want to go into really hard content and really go in this aggressive free-shatter, free-shatter thing? It would have to be really strong because Grandmasters are freaking wild. You know? That's not my goal. I can just use guns and get the same job done. Right. Right. I, yeah. I, I think so. I, I, I think that's going to be the biggest question is, is anybody, is anybody going to want to do that? Are they going to want to take the time? And again, it's, it's a, it's a play flow thing, right? It's a play flow thing. If you, if you don't like, if you don't like playing aggressive and that can, that kind of content, then you're not, go, you're not going to, you're not going to even go down that road. This is why I don't even think it's not even about ad clear supers aren't good. It's ad clear supers have no function in challenging content. They're not strong enough. We talked about this the other day and I theorized, I theorized that, that the, the ad clear supers don't feel like they scale properly in the end game so everybody goes for well bubble and tether because what does that do it protects you and it makes your gun stronger that's why everybody runs divinity well bubble divinity well bubble all the time and tether and so i wonder if ad clear supers just need a like a multiplier damage buff in the end game dude i should be able to pop my super my hammers my anything and I should be able to go nuts and just wreck the field and get rid of all these ads they, like but what happens is you go you go into the end game and you're like my super is tickling the ads it's barely doing anything but when you pop your well in your bubble and you enhance the damage of your xenophage or you enhance the damage of your anarchy or your sniper or your mountaintop or whatever you clearly see the difference you clearly see their health going down you know, I I would continue to I would just continue to say those are things that need to happen. This is exactly why. Um, this is exactly why 
you would want to buff exotic primaries in the end game. I said the same thing about exotic primaries. You know, it's like (laughs) exotic primaries just don't feel. Why am I ever going to use them? Oh, they're good for ads. Are they? I mean, they they would need to be given a buff in the end game. So suddenly an exotic primary could take on a role in the end game of I'm the ad clear guy. I'm going to run sweet business. I'm going to run Huckleberry or whatever. Because then there suddenly creates a hierarchy between exotic primaries and legendary primaries in the end game. Roaming supers, ad clear supers need an actual just flat out buff in the end game. It just doesn't make sense to go into challenging content and to be like virtually 90% of your your power expression as a player is garbage in this environment. It's there's no reason to freaking use it. Nova Warp, you know, uh, Nova Warp, uh, Titan Slam, the you know Dawn Blade. None of them are worth a, like a, they're not worth a fart in the end game at all. Uh, and they've got to change that. Huckleberry reminds me of Tombstone. Did they put a reference on it? Did they put a reference on it? Huckleberry, nothing in the world that thirty rounds can't solve. And then it has ride the bull. I don't think they put a reference on it. Yeah, it's un- yeah. I'm your Huckleberry. Uh, Japanther says, so far we've only seen the power of stasis freezing shattering groups of trash ads. What effect do you think it'll have on more powerful enemies? Surely we can't just freeze powerful enemies, champions, or even raid bosses, right? Uh, there was a couple of screenshots where I think people were trying to, uh, potentially deduce whether or not um, whether or not it's like a debuff or not. It seems like you might be able to put ice on something and maybe debuff it and it takes more damage. Uh, so we, we, we'd have to, we would have to, uh, we have to take a look at, at if there are debuffs in the skill tree, you know, cause what if the, uh, what if the stasis field, you know, you can put the stasis field down. What if stasis field can get put, put on a boss and debuff? You know what I mean? Good to see you again. Thank you. You know, they could do something like that. Um, there'd be, there's a variety of, there's a variety of ways they could, they could have the, uh, the ice or I'm sorry, the stasis landing in the game. Uh, the Titan frozen shattered a yellow bar captain major with his super. Yeah. But where were they? I can, I, you know, where were they? Were they in the public space? Were they in a seasonal piece of content? Were they in a nightfall? Were they in a raid? I don't know. It looked like they were in the public space. So, I mean, I, I, you can, you can wreck those vandals that show up on the fallen event that are orange bar, yellow. They're, they're not yellow bars. They're like the orange bar. You can destroy them like they're nothing because you're in the public space. I can go into a lost sector right now and give you a clip that makes my makes my 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 loadout look insanely strong and it's a lost sector yellow bar. It's nothing. He's a weakling. Um that's why everybody used Greg on Titan because he uh he was wanted and he was nice and stationary. You know, the wanted enemies had significantly more health. Eknor says, do you think the freeze effectiveness will vary with difficulty? If you can easily freeze groups of ads in Grandmaster, it'll be a problem, and do you see shorter cooldowns as less direct damage? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you put it on something bigger. Is it going to last less time? As we said, is it going to add like a debuff? Um, A lot of it seemed to be centered around ad clearing. Uh, 
you know it there there's there's plenty of opportunities uh, to to use a, a slowing suppression or or debuffing uh thing on all of the uh on 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 all of the layers of difficulty think about it like this like tether and oppressive darkness are generally good all the way up right even when you go into a raid or a grandmaster like oppressive darkness is helpful so if you could put stasis fields on a boss or a group of enemies and it debuffs them all it could be really really effective um so Uh, next question from Brendan. How can Bungie utilize the new stasis element in relation to mods? All the weapons already have an elemental assigned. Grenade launcher, sniper, hand cannon are void affinity. Um, yeah, I have no idea. I, I don't honestly know how they're going to do this because we know we're getting stasis weapons. Uh, we know we're getting stasis weapons. So what's it going to look like? I think it's probably just going to be an icon. It'll be a dark blue icon instead of this light blue icon for arc. It'll be dark blue. It'll have, I mean, we can go and probably even deduce what its symbol is, uh, from their website. Um, cause they probably have a little symbol somewhere here. Um, yeah, I mean, they have these symbols here for stasis field, freeze, and shatter. These are probably things you select in the in the skill tree and, like, build into. Um, the, uh... Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't honestly know if there's any symbols here other than those. I was hoping there might be one. Um, but yeah, it'll probably have its own... It'll probably have its own little... Little, little, uh... Little symbol. Um, and, uh you know they'll they'll throw it on the guns oh he's talking about armor oh he said mods and affinity i'm stupid yeah 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 yeah. i don't know i don't know you can see it in the video with the use of text no 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 that's not the symbol i mean i mean this generic symbol the generic void arc and solar symbol the little flame the little void circle and the little arc thing. I was talking about that. Yeah, for armor, I have no idea. I really don't. I, I don't know. I don't know um, how they're how they're going to handle that. Um, if they're if they're gonna if they're gonna say, oh yeah, there's now a fourth affinity in the game, and it's going to have its own mods and stuff. Uh, you should retweet that. Uh, yeah, I'm refreshing on that tweet. Your guys' responses are st- stellar. Um. Yeah, this is uh, these are some stellar stellar responses. Um, appreciate you guys. <laughs> anyway, the the uh, the armor affinity system. I wonder if it's going to change in the fourth year. I don't know. I wonder if it's going to change. Is it going to be even needed anymore? You know, is it going to be needed anymore? Which tweet did I miss? The CEO of Twitch tweeted out and said that he was looking for video Q&A product with moderation queue, as you could take video questions and comments live from the public. And, uh... <laughs> and everybody's going and being like, oh man, you should talk to Saint Oda Rage. Uh, he did that on your platform, and then you permanently ban him <laughs> on false accusations with no official investigation. Uh... <laughs> 
keep in mind, keep in mind, the CEO of Twitch spoke out and said that that people would be banned in accordance to case by case. So the worst case scenarios would be permanent and others would just be minor things. And they've done nothing to anybody else. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, mine was based off of mob size and bully bullying. So the yeah the armor affinity thing might get completely reworked they they might they might completely revamp it or they might just decide we've got all these new mods we want to reintroduce we'll just make them all stasis affinity so there'll be a fourth affinity cuz I think the affinity system might work for them long term and here's how it's basically a container for mods they can create like a bunch more mods and not like muddle up and muddy up all of the solar and arc so the, the list gets absurd I think the only danger there would be people would be like, well, now all my builds are broken. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a new year. You go for, if you want to use the new mods, you got to get the new armor and get the new affinity and then go to town. Um, I think it'd be kind of stupid to just get the new mods and slap them into your existing god roll gear. Um, so... I think there's, I think there's, I think there's a lot of potential there to keep the st- keep the affinity system and use those use those uh, those those affinities as a uh, as containers. Uh, Gilly in the mist says, "Do you think what we have seen so far could push players to camp and snipe more? I could see the fear of getting instafros pushing everyone to stay further back and pick people off. Well, it depends. I mean, I, it depends on the on the map, right?" It depends on the map, because some maps, you, yeah, I, I, yeah, I bet people are gonna do this. People are gonna say, yeah, I got no desire to go running out there and, and, and deal with this. I don't want to get frozen. I'm sick of getting, I'm, th- I'm sick of getting stunned and, uh, and, and 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 slowed down. So I'm just gonna sit back. Well, some maps you're not gonna be able to do that. Some maps aren't built for that. There aren't long sight lines and long lanes and stuff like that. So. If you're, uh, and a lot of maps are getting shuffled out too. So I don't know what maps are staying that would become like this. Maybe a lot of maps are leaving that would have become like this. You know, I think the best maps are the ones with a lot of verticality, a lot of angles. Um, you know, I, I think those, those tend to be your, uh, your best, your maps, your, your best maps that allow for like a variety of approaches to areas. Um, because if teams are going to team shot and play passive and sit back, then you, you know, you have to have a way to mitigate that. Go around, go up top, do whatever. And I think that's one of the things that a lot of the D2 vanilla maps struggled with is it was just, they were just, they were just choke point funnels. There's everybody getting funneled through choke points. You know, and then you, you walk through a door and get killed because it's like, well, I have to come through the door I have to look at this room or I have to get a look at wherever, you know, I got to get, I got to go to over there. And then the way to get there is just getting funneled through a choke point and you just get obliterated. Um, so you never know. You never know. It could have a, uh, an effect on the game. I always told people that, you know, there's, there's always a, there's always a psychological hive mind sort of response to changes in the game and changes in the meta. Uh, there's, there's all that, that always happens and that's going to be, I think a continued thing to keep an eye on. Uh, if you're, if you're going to change and shake things up, people will respond in in a variety of ways and they do it sort of as a group. I mean, all you have to do, uh, 
all you have to do is look at Destiny 2 Vanilla Year 1, and people responded to the slow movement, weak abilities, and double primary with just everybody hand, everybody was holding hands and shooting down lanes. It was the most effective way to get kills. Now, a lot of people on paper would have thought, oh, this is great. This is going to be a primary-based meta. It's going to come down to gun skill. It's going to come down to who's, who's better at the game, and it didn't come down to that at all. Skill expression got flattened out. I had similar numbers as players that were a thousand times better than me because we all just held hands and shared in the glory. So... Uh, Train says, I saw yesterday a vid doc that it looks like one class primed the enemies with one super and the other finished them off, kind of like an anthem. Yeah, we saw that, discussed it a little bit. No, you're not seeing any things. You're not seeing any things. Uh, th- this is definitely happening. And they talked about how you can freeze and shatter, and we've talked about the potential of that, meaning you could build your t- your tree out to be all about freezing, constantly freezing. Both, you put up a stasis field, you throw a grenade, you do a melee, right? You're constantly freezing, and then I build into shatter, and I'm just coming in and shattering everything. I don't know if they're going to give us that level, but it's, you know, it's possible. It's possible. Lono loved the beta in PvP. I At first, I thought it was great. I was like, this is awesome because it, it worked for me, right? I've, I've always been more of a team support player. If you remember the days of Fortnite, I would always sit back and be the support player. I loved using the Deagle and I loved using the, the scoped uh, AR because I would sit back and just pick at the enemy. So by the time the aggressive, better players got close to them, they didn't have, they didn't have shields. Right, they, 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 their shields were gone. I, you know, they had been hurt. They had been knocked down. I always loved playing support. I'm not the uh, I'm not the, the the strong player. I'm not the killer. So I loved that meta because it was like, yeah, I can just sit here with you and I can shoot and we shoot, we all shoot and we win. Like it was, you know, I liked it. But then I was I was open to hearing out people on the other side that were like dude there's no skill expression it's so freaking boring it's all team shot um and when i when i did that when i finally saw that element of it it was like when the light bulb went off for me about how the the double primary system was was a was a total stink and i i saw it when i played the when i played uh what was it? Leviathan Prestige. I played it after watching the video where the, you know there was a streamer YouTuber that uh, that went nuts, and so he, he like he went off on the weapon system. He was like, "It's terrible. It sucks." You know what I mean? You guys probably remember it. And uh, I remember that the light bulb went off for me. I was like, "Double primary sucks." It's why I hate. It's why I hate the Leviathan Prestige. It's why I hate Leviathan. And so. When I uh, when I suddenly sort of heard and saw what happened to the Crucible, and I watched some Crucible players, and I remembered watching Trials in D1, the light bulb went off for me. I was like, "Oh, this does suck. This does suck." Oh, I it was better for me. It was better for me, but it was awful. Careful, don't let people hear you say that. Say what? That I liked the that I liked the beta. That I liked PvP when it was handholdy. It was better for me. It was better for it was better for a support non-team leader, you know? I'm never going to run around and get montage just and, and and run and run the server. I put up pretty decent numbers when I play. Uh, and I can hold my own, but I I was I was never going to be that 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 player on the team. 
team shotting is always a thing why wouldn't you team shot well it's not about team shotting being the problem it's when that's literally all it was there was no individual skill expression there was no playmaking it was literally run around with your buddies and team shot it became death ball it was either death ball or handhold you just kind of handhold and shoot at a lane um, in a game with really really cool agility and movement and, and, and really you know really good honestly the gunplay is phenomenal you, you, you flatten all that out and you're like yeah everybody's just standing around shooting at doors um you were enjoying yourself in the competitive PvP D2 beta? Yeah, we just talked about that and how I was essentially saying I I I liked it because it was perfect for somebody who was just a support player. I can just stand here and help you shoot. I did it in Fortnite too. I would always sit back and be the support guy. I never was pushing up and and trying to like be the playmaker. And so, but again, I changed my position. I changed my position once I saw what it did to gameplay. Love your content. Good to see you. Oh, thank you, guys. Appreciate you being here. Someone uses Not Forgotten and kills you and your buddy that you were team shotting with. Uh, that that no. You're 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 making a false comparison, Necro. When people had uh, Not Forgotten, that was not during double primary team shot meta. So that that gun didn't exist back then. We were, there were so many problems with it, homie. Time to kill took longer. We were slower. Our abilities were weaker and we ran double primary. It wasn't just that people were only team shotting. It was, it just didn't seem like there was an appropriate way, or I'm sorry, another path forward. It was very, very one dimensional. People still team shot now. I think that's proof that the game has come forward. You can actually team shot now to great effect on some maps. You can. It's it's still it's still a viable option. I was doing it the other day. We were sitting on lanes and we were just waiting for people to come to us. But but watch the killers, watch the big players, man. They can they can go in and they can make plays. It's it's uh it's I think it's a better mixture now than it was when it when when it launched. Uh, Ashen. Anything in the game currently where you think crowd control could be handy since that's what Stasis is offering? I think some people are probably rightly concerned here. This is going to lead to, you know, more reckoning content where they just they just absolutely dump uh dump enemies on our head. Um and it's like a it's like a faucet uh, of of enemy uh, of enemy push. Um I think that's always that's always a concern is you're going to give us you're going to give us you're going to give us a way to combat a, a rush of enemies and then that means you're going to have to bring a rush of enemies so it's Pandora's box Bungie said the bar that team shotting was the way in the beginning and it stuck well like what Wheezy's saying team shotting is not bad it's about having viable skill expression D2 Vanilla did not have good skill expression yeah when I have the same stats as players that are 10 times better than me players that could double carry trials okay and I was ending games with the same stats as them, that's a problem. That's you you have flattened the game out. No one's a winner if everyone's a winner. Like it doesn't work. You have to have people that are at the top of the leaderboard and crushing it, and people in the middle and people at the bottom. I literally was ending games with the same stats as guys that did double trials carries. I was like, this is so stupid. It was absurd. It was funny at the time. I was like, oh my gosh. You know, there were all these jokes made about how, like, I was better than so-and-so. But 
it was uh, it was clear that you could see it was just it was it was a mindless skillless just stand here and shoot down lanes and now and now as I said you can actually still do that team shotting is still viable on the right maps and with the right loadout and the right team team shotting is still very effective but it's not the only thing that's working it's not the only real way to play so you know I, I don't want to go down this road of debating it I mean they, they left it behind for a reason they left behind the slow play slow teeth slow time to kill double primary we left all that behind for a reason um, and we're not going back and I know there were people that enjoyed double primary they enjoyed that era they thought it was better they thought it was dope and I just I it just wasn't I, I don't I don't think um, I don't think you can change the fundamentals of player versus player environments that much and and have it go and and have it go well you know team shotting is I said fine there's viable it's fine now there's viable methods of outplaying someone now with faster TTK and special weapons exactly you got snipers you got shotguns you got you know you got stronger grenades and stronger melee you can disrupt teams and team shot teams a lot more uh, a lot more regularly and a lot more rhythmically than when the game launched I mean, do you remember Shoulder Charge didn't even kill people when Vanilla launched? It would just like punch them and knock them back. It was the weird, it was so weird. And grenades, I mean, grenades were basically about map control. You'd throw a grenade down and people didn't want to run through it and get prenated, but grenades were weak, dude. The pulse nades were, were brokenly strong for Titans, but outside of that, grenades were very, very weak at launch, too. You just you didn't feel like you had a lot of disruption options. You didn't feel like you had a lot of uh, the maps didn't offer a lot of flanking or verticality options as far as like getting around or avoiding choke points. Um, you know there were I think there were there were too many maps that were just flattened out like miniature Overwatch esport wannabe maps that just didn't flow very well at all. There's too much funneling. That's probably why scouts haven't been buffed for PvP. They're scared that they would uh, they would add them to special. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, it's it's love your shirt, Optimus Prime forever. Oh, thank you. I, I don't know if they're if if they're if they're afraid of scouts for that reason. I don't know about that. I I think they're hesitant to buff scouts because it, if you make scouts viable more viable or viable against pulses pulses are already insanely strong so scouts could become just too dominating it would be impossible to move on some maps you'd be like you'd you'd be getting i mean i don't even know how 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 much faster or how much more lethal you could make scouts without them becoming like really really fast firing snipers which is maybe what you mean about they'd have to turn them into special um it's one of the reasons we need you know we need a split sandbox so they could give scouts their own treatment in pve because right now I look at scouts in PVE and I'm like, dude, I am never going to do that. I do it for bounties and I get annoyed. It's just like clack, 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 clack. It's like it takes forever. So scouts and autos should be strong in PVE, but not meta in PVP. Yeah, there's got to be a happy medium there to get there. Uh, I would I would like I would like that. I think I was using an auto rifle the other day. I was using an auto rifle the other day and uh, it it just it's the sustained damage that really throws it off. So a hand cannon's like pop, 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 and they're down. 
right? And while they're getting hit, they're getting stunned a little bit. Same thing with pulses. The auto rifle is like you have to like hold it, and while you're holding it and holding your position, you're like taking damage. I felt like I was face tanking anytime I had to fight a red bar that was that was higher than an acolyte. So it's like, all right, you got throw acolyte. As soon as there was a knight red bar, all of a sudden my AR took way too long. It took way too long. I had to sit there and do sustained damage on him, and I'm just face tanking damage. So, you know, a pulse or a hand cannon is going to immediately stun that guy and it's going to, it's going to pull him. It's going to, it's going to tear him down pretty quickly. So I, there's like a, there's like a hierarchy within red bars. There's tier one, two, and three. So tier one is a thrall. Tier two is an acolyte and tier three is a, uh, a knight. You have the same hierarchy in, in the fallen. You have drag, vandal, captain. <clears throat> you have the same hierarchy in the Vex. You have a goblin, hobgoblin, minotaur, right? And the problem is, the minute that third tier of red bar shows up, the minute it's a captain, a minotaur, or a knight, so many primaries are just like, well, this is trash now. I can mow down vandals and dregs all day long, but the minute the captain walks out, suddenly my AR feels like a piece of trash. And so you get out your shotgun or you get, you know, you get out what, you know, whatever it is that you, you kind of use for those. So that's an area where I think they need to round those weapons off because I just, I can't ever see myself using them. Where is Zerb, by the way? Um, I was going to go, I always go and buy the exotic on my warlock right now because he needs it. He needs a good, he needs a good armor drop. I keep getting armor pieces that I don't like. Oh, he's on Titan. Okay. There's always somebody, there's always somebody that, uh, that says the wrong one. Titan, Titan, Titan. Somebody's like, Earth. (laughs) Oh, it's funny. How about Taken? I mean, the hierarchy exists in Taken. The hierarchy exists with the, uh, the Cabal. You have, um, what do you, with Cabal, right? You have, like, the regular Grunt, and then you have the guy with the shield, and then you have the Centurion, right? It goes up. And the Taken just adopt the same, the same three tiers. Oh, I'm sorry, Cabal have Scions. That's it. Scions. Then you have the uh, the guys with the shield. Then you have the century, the, the Centurions. Those are all red bars. Yeah, dogs too. Yeah, dogs are like are like you know they're like kind of like thrall. Um. He's got a, a 65 war rig, but it's got the 19, it's got 19 mobility. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Controverses are 61. The 65 war rig might be worth getting. I just, I, I want a good Phoenix. Oh, I got Starfire instead. It's a 65 Starfire. Um, whatever. I've been trying, I've been trying and trying and trying to get a good Phoenix for him. Uh, cause I've, I, I'm wearing, uh, it's a, 49 Phoenix. It's just a trash, trash Phoenix. Um, I've been needing to run Nightfalls on him to maybe to try to get one. So. Oh, yeah. Shanks. Shanks are like, yeah, you got Shanks, dogs. You got, you know, Thrall. Yeah. Harpies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you always have that tier of red bar, and I think that's where that is where ARs kind of fall off the rails. It's like 
I can totally handle Thrall. I can handle Acolytes. No problem. And then all of a sudden, a, a knight rolls around the corner and he just takes too long to kill. I'm sitting there face tanking and it's just annoying. You know, there's Legionaries too. Yeah. Really what it is, really what it is, it's not about the, all the lower ones. It's about the fact that as soon as soon as a higher level one shows up, you're done. You can't kill him fast enough. It just takes too long. It takes too long. Soon as you go up to the captain or the minotaur or any of the, the, the that third, that top rung red bar, as soon as you go up there, it's it, it that's where everything slows down for some of the primaries. That's what they need to look at. So wasn't he selling a good Phoenix? Oh, was he? And I didn't buy it? That's sad if it's if that's true. I feel like I would have bought it. It might have been a week where I wasn't playing though. That was a while ago though. That was over two months ago when I wasn't playing. I didn't play for like a week. Well, this guy's just coming in here, dude. Look at him. He's just coming in here, beating up all the people shopping. It's unbelievable. This is wrong. Look at Zer. Is Zer looking at him? Yeah, Zer's looking at him. Like, what are you doing here? Are you a tool for physical violence? All right, that's a good spot to end Q&A anyway. So good discussion, good Q&A, guys. We'll go to VIP call-ins here in just a moment. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. Always remember to click the subscribe and bell button on my YouTube channel, or you can click the join button and uh, pick from those tiers of direct support. As always, if you're watching or listening to this content in other locations, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the VIP call-in session. Uh, after my talk and Q&A about Super Stasis, the, the supers with the new info that we got from Gamescom, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, or maybe Google Play, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. Uh, that'll allow you to come and catch the live stuff. You can click subscribe and the bell button as well. That helps me out. Uh, if you want to become a paying member or join these VIP call-ins, you got to use the join button or the Patreon and pick VIP. You can go to sntrpresents.com if you'd like to do that. We have a shorter call list today, and that's totally fine. Sometimes episodes aren't going to warrant as much live discussion uh, as this because there wasn't a ton of information. So we're going to go with Gilly and Avenger. I'm coming to Gilly first. Gilly in the mist, uh, what do you have for me today? Um, I just want to maybe give my opinion on what I thought of the new supers. Um, I was watching it here yesterday with you. I thought they were pretty dope. I thought what we we saw from the the, the shadow reveal on the, the, the press kit, because I know they didn't show that at Gamescon, the actual like, in-game footage mm-hmm. of Hunters and uh, Titans. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I think in PvP, it's, it's going to be cracked. It's going to be a little broken. Um, <laughs> But I also think it'll be kind of fun. Um, I don't think we've had something truly broken in Crucible since probably Laser Tag Weekend Year One. Yeah, I think that was Year One. Um, and I think it's time to have Crucible be a little less serious, be a little bit more fun. I mean, we have Trials where um, who knows how Trials is going to work with Stasis. It'll probably be broken in Trials too. Um, but I, I think we're we're jumping the gun a little bit on it being broken. I think. If if it's if it really is broken, it'll get fixed in the first weekend. The first it'll get fixed pretty quickly. But I think we should hold our horses and and maybe say it's okay for it to be a little OP, 
let us have some fun. Crucible, I think Crucible right now is pretty boring. Snipers, hand cannons on PC, gnawing mm-hmm. hunger everywhere, shotguns and mountaintops. It's kind of boring I, right now. Yeah, I I hear where you're coming from. If I if I'm gonna if I'm gonna come from the other side and try to be the PvP guys and and maybe push back on what you're saying, um, I think it's okay to have like meta defining moments where like everybody gravitates towards you know auto rifles right now. Um, but you can still kind of lean into the meta and enjoy it. You don't have to run an auto rifle. I mean, there was, there's definitely been times where you feel like you have to run whatever the, the lead loadout is, but you know, meta shifts and sort of meta defining seasons where everybody's sort of gravitating towards certain things. I think that's totally fine. I think the biggest concern here is these are, these are brand new rhythm inhibitors that could potentially lead to frustration it's one thing to die to a certain weapon type or super it's another thing to have your movement slowed or get suppressed like when whenever you have people running suppression and tether and all that stuff in uh in in mayhem it, it can be especially frustrating uh, it can yeah. be especially frustrating because it's so inhibiting. So I think it's I think it's fair. I I, I agree. We don't want to like jump to conclusions and talk out. It's going to be terrible. It's going to be terrible. Uh, I don't I don't think that's that's I don't think it's a good call either. But I also think it's valid to be like, holy crap, are you guys going to just destroy Crucible and make it insane? And I think people use the word broken too much. Just because something comes in and starts to kind of dominate and disrupt flow and disrupt the meta doesn't necessarily mean it's broken. If it can be countered or, uh, or what's the word? If it can be countered, mitigated, or avoided, then I think it's fine. Like, I think a lot of the times you run into people who overstate shotguns. Shotguns are so stupid. That's all it is is shotguns. Shotguns everywhere. People rushing me, blah, blah, blah. And it's like watch their gameplay they're probably standing way too close to choke points and doors they have no idea how to make space and force shotgunners to to travel distance which gives you opportunities to shoot them down see what i'm saying so it's like i think a lot of the times jump button right exactly whenever i'm rushing somebody with a shotgun the worst is when they backpedal and mita or pulse me to death or they hand cannon me to death that's always like the most frustrating because you you just you can't close the space uh fast enough and so I think a lot of the times people sort of overstate the strength of something. If, so if, if stasis can be avoided, mitigated, or countered, then I think that's that's the bigger question. Not, I think we know it's going to disrupt Crucible and change flow and make things run differently, but I also think it it has the potential to be avoided and, 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 and maybe countered. And I also have to say... We have yet to see what it's like to be on the receiving end. Um, if you get frozen, is that an instant death and your body just sits there waiting to be broken? I saw that maybe that's what it would be like that you get hit with the glaives and you get frozen and you automatically go into the respawn timer. So you're, you're not waiting any longer than normal and you're just leaving something cool to be broken behind. Um, so I think I do think we need to see the receiving end before we go on the super hype train or, or the, the, the super pitchforks and torches. Um, and I don't, I don't know if they're going to be broken. Um, I do think it'll be interesting to have a, a major meta shift because I think this is going to be a pretty major shift in, in Crucible, mm-hmm. especially in Trials. I think, I think, I think we've forgotten to talk about Trials if Trials is even going to stay. Um, it, no, it is. They said it's, they said it's staying. Okay. Yeah. Then I, I think this will be a massive thing in Trials. Can you freeze people? Can you lock down? 
uh, a corridor with a, a freeze grenade, you know, like in the trailer with the hunter. Like, you're not going to run in that bubble, are you? Like, yeah. I think it's going to be interesting. Um, <clears throat> and I think it'll be fun. Um, I, I hope it's not too broken. I hope it's, I hope it's not laser tag broken. Um, I hope it sits <laughs> just somewhere around maybe hard light last season where maybe it's a little OP for a little while and Bungie will get it straightened out once they have the massive player base to see all the data and how it sits at. Um, but I'm very optimistic on Crucible. Um, as I said, I think Crucible has been pretty stale for the past couple of years. Right. Um, Mountaintop's not fun to combat, even though it's not, it's not that, that relevant. Um, but there's a lot of stuff, a lot of one hit kill weapons right now that are kind of boring. Um, especially I do think I'll get some plaque for this, but I think, I think the sniper hand cannon meta is really boring. I think, I don't know. I think it's, it's not that it's easy. I mean, I know for PC people, it is a lot easier than than us over here on console. I think, um, with, especially without all the recoil. Um, but I know we have a lot of aim assist. I know Beloved's still going to be an issue in, in regular, uh, crucible, um, so I think some chaos and some 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 shuffling of the dice will be interesting and fun to see. Yeah, and Wheezy's adding some commentary here in uh, in the Discord. He's saying, "I'm not worried about stasis that much. Hype trailers are hype trailers for a reason. I mean, in the last word tra- trailer, they had it for tapping a super Lamau. Um Yeah, I, I I would say it's possible. I mean, if you guys remember, I don't know if you guys remember this or not. I got um. This was this is one of the beginning stages of sort of me being singled out a little bit. Uh, this was before Destiny Two even launched. There was a PvP trailer, and I took issue with it. I really did. I really took issue with it, and everybody in the community said I was making a mountain out of a molehill. And my argument was very basic. I said we have played the beta, and the beta was slow, team-based combat. And they had a trailer for PvP before Destiny 2 launched that made it look like this chaotic, fast, really intense gameplay. And I said, I I think this is bad because you're setting people's expectations about PvP that will never be met. That's not what Crucible felt like in vanilla. I mean, I got it from everybody. Everybody was like subtweeting me and said I was making out a mountain out of a molehill. I needed to chill out. I needed to relax. And look at the number one complaint about crucible in year one is that it was slow and that it was boring and it's like i think there was fuel added to that fire from the actual marketing about uh crucible and yeah they promised they they showed us block ops 4 you know super high mobility super fast super low time to kill mlg modern warfare 2 insanity and then we got like a milsim slow combat yeah well and I also think the uh, the the this this and this trailer in particular could be doing the same thing. They could be making it like look really really easy to pull this stuff off and freeze people and do all this different stuff. Um, and I think that that is uh, that is Wheezy could be right. We we could be blowing it out of proportion because the trailer in and of itself is blowing the power uh, out of proportion. Um, yeah, we so. have no idea this skill gap required to use that um as i said earlier in chat like run a fidia spade and try and double tap someone with knife trick um especially hitting with someone with all three of them i know there's only one in this case but it's it's harder than it looks because people move quick like yeah 
you you face Hunter with um, some stompies and and you're not hitting. You're lucky yeah. if you hit one knife. So we don't know. We'll see more next week and yeah. the week after. I think I think there's a reason they put Hunters last because I do think that they're the most interesting. I think they're gonna definitely look into this like. We're make we're gonna make Hunter special because we know they're a large percent of the player base, and that'll that'll do some good things for them. So I I think I think we need to see. I think we need to wait. I, we see the hype's brewing. We're getting yeah. we're we're still far out, but the hype is cooking in the oven. Yeah. Wall climbing super says Greg. Shut up, Greg. You're not getting a spelunking super, you moron. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to repel off of a off of a off of a building. <laughs> yeah, we're, goes, we're pulling that that like uh, Modern Warfare Two ice mission. Yeah, we're gonna go spelunking, dude. <laughs> you can dream. That's not even a dream. That's a, as that's... cool as that would be. For what? You think? <laughs> Where do you want just to climb like, anything? For why? Well, for what like reason? Like, if you could climb the open, like, just the open ice cliffs of Europa, that would be really dope. Like, if it's, like, like whole new levels of, like, verticality. Like, you can climb and do all this other stuff. If we had that in the new engine, I think that would be really, really dope, but I don't see that happening. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah, maybe maybe they can add fishing, too. That, that's, that's add fishing. Give one of the supers a fishing pole, and we'll add that, too, okay? <laughs> What's your super do? I can climb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't knock fishing. I'm not, I don't have a problem with fishing. I'm saying, why would you put that in this game? I, he's memeing, so we're obviously having fun. He's, he's, he's mm-hmm. kidding around. So. Space magic fishing. All right. Uh, I think I'm going to go to Avenger. Was that all you had? Yeah, yeah. There's not too much to talk about other than we need to see more. Yeah. All right. I agree with you. And hopefully uh, in the coming weeks, we can get some good deets about uh, all the different things. And uh, I appreciate you calling in, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, where? Oh, everything's moving. Okay, there we go. All right, Avenger. What do you got? Yeah, um, so I believe we talked about, I think it was two or three days ago, we talked about uh, how the encounter design was uh, specifically designed, at least some of them looking at Scourge of the Past uh, specifically, where there was a lot of times where there was movement, but it was very focused on, I think, well, at least, um, for at least the final boss. It was it was very focused, like literally the area that the debuff or buff, whatever it is, um, is the size of well. Um, I think there were certain encounters that had put well in mind when doing it. Do you think that in the future with stasis being something that they're trying, they need to make sure that players don't just stick with well and bubble. Do you think that they will design encounters specifically to make stasis um, more applicable to encounters or at least, you know, nightfalls or whatever it may be, um, just encounter design in general uh, directed towards the utilitarianism of the supers? Yeah, whenever we were we were thinking through like what are they going to do to discourage this? I think my concern is the way to promote stasis is to is to do the water faucet of ads, but that also kind of drives you to well and bubble. It there there's sort of a there's sort of a similar intention or similar reaction, you know, oh my gosh, we're getting bum rushed, pop a well or you know, pop a bubble or whatever. So, I would wonder if maybe splitting the team up and maybe um, 
if you have the enemies coming from a variety of areas, it would become pretty clear that like, oh, you can use walls to funnel the enemies and then trap them and slow them. And that's actually more effective than well. Um, but it's, this is one of the dangers, I think, is the minute I start thinking of ways to do it, I feel like I'm going to design a reckoning piece of content where you're like, okay, this is literally a piece of content that's designed so people feel like they have to run stasis. Um, I just think it's really, really challenging with Destiny's combat. There's no layers to it. There's only tiers. And what I mean there is champions are the first like instance of layering the combat. There's something you have to do before you can just damage just a regular old ad out in the field, right? I mean, there are layers to a boss fight, and so you can't just like run in the room and start shooting the boss. So in this in this certain, you know, situation, I think that's that's where they're going to really struggle is can they add layers to the combat that promote stasis without making it feel like the combat has been built around stasis or for it? You know, it's because when I think of the champion mods, it's a particular pain point. It's a layer of the combat and I have something to, to, uh, to inter to, to interact with it, to make things go more efficient. But generally people are just brute forcing champions anyway at least they are on the contact public event they're just guillot- using guillotine and just obliterating them like no I, I don't ever hear this I think I've gone the whole season and maybe heard the champion stun sound once you know it's whenever they first introduced them especially in sundial I heard it all the time you know you always heard the the unstoppable guys getting stunned and overload and all of that and now everybody's just like yeah just run guillotine and bypass it and I think that's one of the things they need to figure out is can they add layers to the combat uh, you know, more more layers with maybe the champion mods. And can they add layers to the combat where I feel like well is an acceptable choice, but there maybe is a better or more efficient choice if I run stasis. I'm not sure how they're going to do that. I, I they, they hopefully they have ideas and they've come up with stuff. Um, because I do think Destiny's combat always always gets whittled down into pretty basic responses of you know, survive and buff, and that's pretty much all we're ever doing with our supers and our abilities is using them to survive an onslaught or to buff a damage phase. Um, and they've, I think they've got to figure out how to do that, or we're going to be in a similar situation in six months. It'll literally be everybody running well bubble and stasis, and that's that's virtually it. Like the other supers are just going to let you left by the wayside, unless the observations that Greg made, like where it looks like we have like a dark, shadowy, smoky thing around us. And the other classes are changing. I don't know. Yeah, the one of my favorite things, um, even though I hate Grandmaster Nightfall so much, one of my favorite things about Grandmaster, I think it's my only favorite thing about Grandmaster, is that when I go into the content, I have to, like, I'm communicating with my team. I'm like, all right, well, you're running that. Okay, well, I'll switch over and do this, and I'll do this. Or, or uh, let me go switch over my Hunter, and I can use this and that. It makes me feel like, you know, I'm doing something with my team and it, it i'm coordinating something it's a different level of depth and obviously the content that it has though is very lackluster when doing this but i really like that feeling of being like okay well we want to maximize the best that we can do we want to we want to have the meta part of this we want to do that so I, I really like that concept and that being said um i'm hoping that moving forward that stasis just doesn't get put to the wayside like all of the other um things because i feel like there could be an implementation like Maybe there would be a yellow bar mini boss that's in the raid encounter and he's really annoying. Like, say, like the Ascendant Knight, you know, where he walks around and he just slams down and he has a bunch of health and it takes so much time just to nuke him down. Or it takes a lot of resources, like a super or a decent amount of heavy. 
in this case, and we don't know how it's going to affect these larger enemies. We don't know if it's going to freeze them or if you need multiple effects to them, if supers are going to affect them, how that's going to work. But if we're able to freeze something like that, if you get an enemy that's immune and the only way to deal with it is to freeze it or he has a lot of health and you don't want to waste the resources on that, you want to focus that in the boss, freeze him, stun him, do something, keep him out of the fight, go to your damage phase, do your damage, and then turn and then take care of him. I feel like there can be implementation within the systems, and I feel like that could also lead to some interesting uh, team design and team focus. Yeah, the only I feel like I'm always I'm always concerned when because I've thought of similar ideas, but then my my brain always rejects it. I'm like, do I really want to go into content where someone has to run stasis? Because I feel like we got a taste of this in Sundial. If nobody was running Unstoppable in the the Ward, uh, the Hammer of Dawn encounter, that one Unstoppable guy would come out, and he was so, he was so irritating. It's like somebody please run Unstoppable. He was it felt like he was impossible to kill. We didn't have guillotine. He felt like he was impossible to kill, and he would just start wrecking everybody. And I would be worried. It, it would have to be. I guess you'd have to create content. It would have to be like raids and dungeons where you go in with a pre-made group where this Mm -hmm. sort of element starts to show up. But then again, do if we think, if we think long-term here, is that the future for destiny's combat where you create encounters, mission strikes or whatever, where someone has to run void or stasis or arc, um, I would just be curious what that would look like long term. Right now, it would feel like, oh, we just really want to promote stasis, so we've created specific enemies where you must run it. Um, I don't know. I feel like long term that that gets that gets complicated and it gets very curated loadout feeling. And I don't. There's a part of me that recoils immediately when I hear it. I'm like, nope, I don't want to be told what to run. Let me come up with unique solutions and find out which is the most efficient. Yeah, and I, I get that. And that's why I like when I said immune, I was like, wait a minute, let me back up there because, you know, if you're immune, you're forced to run stasis. Like, that's the only way to deal with them unless you want to kite it. So that's right. why I said, you're if you have a large enemy, if you have an enemy with a large amount of health pool, you can still kill it. I mean, it's not going to be an issue. Like, we've seen what we've done to unstoppable champions without it. Like, you just right. whack out the fallen guillotine. But say if it's something in a boss encounter where you're doing a damage phase, but you also have that. That little something on the side, as we as you called it, you know, that side um, pain point. And you're looking at it, you're like, okay, well, you know, I, these ads are really getting obnoxious. Or, you know, this one ad is really causing some issues. Um, you know, he's a lot of health. Do I want to focus him and do all the damage to him? You know, and we don't even have to worry about him at all. Or do I want to, you know, pop my super, freeze him, and then go do damage? You know, th- there's multiple ways that you can go about, you know, in that situation. Obviously, you know, implementation is going to be a little different in game. Um, obviously, I wouldn't want that in, you know, match-made content. You know, I, I would put that underneath, you know, raids, dungeons, something where you're in, you know, groups and something that's more end-game focused. Uh, but I, I feel like there could be some ways to implement this, but something that w- I don't think it should be like you have to run stasis or like stasis is the only good thing in this raid. I feel like there should be a group effort like i don't think well should be completely negated like we already had the well talk of it being gone and or changed or whatever and honestly i don't think it's going to happen i really don't so i'm also thinking in the same sense of how can we make it so it's not just okay well 
let's say we have two warlocks let's just have them run both run well and then in case you know someone's about to die they can just pop well and then we'll have another one for the damage phase let's just say okay well how about one runs well one runs stasis and we have our titan running bubble but this other titan can run stasis and they can decide you know well i, I like running bubbles so I'm, I'm gonna use helm and then they can they can figure it out it's more of a team it's more of a team effort instead of just all right i'm running i'm a titan i'm running this super i'm a warlock i'm running this super and it's like that's just how raids are right now yeah and well and there could be i think you know raids it's easier to do this because there's rally flags you could have encounters where you know and they could even have modifiers that like pop up like next to the flag and it could say you know the random modifiers for today are you know uh void 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 supers have increased damage uh solar supers have been subdued so there could be like a subduing where like all of a sudden your solar super isn't the right choice. I mean, or you could still say, no, I'm still going to run it, even though even though my super is going to last, you know, half the time, I still think Well of Radiance is the right call here. You know, you still might come to that conclusion or you might be like, no, dude, Slova is the way to go. And what that would create is that's that the thing they wanted to do with curated loadouts was have like a week to week fresh injection experience in the raid so you're playing the raid and you're doing something in a completely uh different way than you were before and when that happens you you have that sense of yes this is the same raid but it's different this time because i have to do x y and z i think the reason people rejected it was because it literally made you do it so if I go in and this is why I always said it's better to incentivize behavior than force it so if you go in and incentivize me to switch off of well to Slova because Slova gets a buff from that day or week's modifiers in the raid now you're keeping things fresh one week man stasis could be absolutely shredding and then the next week's like nah the stasis is stasis isn't on the on the docket today or this week or whatever this week it's all you know arc supers are, are getting love and you know you're gonna want to run arc so maybe maybe they have to tap into modifiers more number one that keeps things fresh week to week because they can rotate them and change them and number two kind of like what you're saying you're not forcing me to do it i can still do it the other way but it's going to be a little bit slower so i may decide no i actually am going to take off well of radiance or bubble and i'm going to run this other this other super you know offensive supers are getting buffed if they're solar or stasis and you know i i don't know there might be something there it's it's almost like in the spirit of age of triumph and the spirit of age of triumph is like week to week it was a different raid and you're doing all the challenges and it kept things fresh and i feel like modifiers could be another way to do this where the best solution for an encounter or the fastest run for an encounter looks a little bit different week to week but you're not making me run stasis i can if i want and you know i a lot of people would probably be like nah dude wells tried and true even with it being slightly turned down because of the modifiers i'm still gonna run well yeah i actually think that's a great idea moving towards you know incentive incentivization um i think you were talking about this with the champion mods um having you know like if you stun them like having different effects when you were talking about it, which i thought was i thought was an interesting idea and if you apply this to raids the the one thing i'm gonna worry about is that you know that situation where um it's gonna be like all right well it's void this week so everyone just run nova bomb and then just nukes the boss i feel like there yeah obviously there's gonna have to be some balance there 
Um, and I think this could go well, this could go really well with the implementation of a hard mode difficulty. You could have a base raid yep. that has just no modifiers, go in, do the mechanics, that's all you got to worry about. You can use well and you know it's best, yada, 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 whatever. But if you implement hard mode, you can even, you can, you know, add a few more mechanics, but also having these modifiers do ch- not force you, but incentivize the changing of your loadout, curating your loadout for that week. And it makes you feel like you're doing something different that adds that freshness. And I feel like, and this is something I think you've talked about before, which is the seasonal affixes, having them applied to a raid, you know, having say, okay, this is a seasonal modifier. You know, if we're worthy, Warbind cells do more damage this season, you know, in this raid. And, you know, and you can change that and you can add those modifiers. You can have, okay, well, this is going to be the seasonal modifier. You know, there's going to be three different seasonal modifiers. Maybe mm-hmm. your explosions do more damage or when you weaken with a Warmind cell, it does, you know, it does more weaken um, effect. Like it, it debuffs them more, you know, adding that for the season. So that way every season feels fresh and new and you're, you're not forced to go get these new mods you're not forced to go get these new weapons but it makes you pl- change your play style um in an in a good way not you know not saying you have to do it it's saying but if you do this you can get mm-hmm. a little bit more damage and then you could have you know one s- rotating seasonal modifier and then three um rotating you know other modifiers through there you know your void damage is more your solar damage is a little bit less um, and then you could add something here and there, like grenades or the melee or whatever it may be going forward. Well, and your idea would pair really well with the with our idea about creating a better loot hierarchy and then having like intrinsic perks on the weapons, like the raid weapons. You know, one week those intrinsic perks could be, you know, far better, or maybe some of the weapons from the raid are getting a buff. You know, so all of the all of the raid, you know, rapid fire weapons are getting a buff. So the SMG, the auto rifle, a rapid fire sniper, you know what I'm saying? So like, so then you're, then you're even, you're, you're gearing up for that hard mode raid. You want to get all the raid gear. You want to get, you know, primed and ready to go. And then those modifiers keep things fresh, but also give you that sense of, man, I'm glad that I geared up. I'm glad that I went for all of the, these good roles on all these weapons. So then it's not every encounter you know what you're getting out you know what you're putting on you know what weapons to use it becomes almost rote it's not even a decision anymore um i think that i think that the the normal and hard mode would be another way to to implement this so that it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like you're completely changing the the feel of a raid you're enhancing it and you're deepening it and I feel like a lot of players, you know, that would be interacting with this, at least for the higher end uh, content, you know, your hard mode, the players who would be interacting with hard mode raids, they would be the ones and they would appreciate this in a different kind of way. Because not only is this refreshing, like you feel like every single week and it's not forced like Spire Stars and Eater of Worlds Prestige mode when that came out. And that was just, oh, that was a headache. Um, but it, it feels fresh. It feels different. And I feel like if they're going along the structure with, um, especially with bringing a raid back, you know, halfway through the year. So you're going to get two raids per year. I feel like if you're doing this, if you're setting this up, this could be the way moving forward where it's almost, um, it's almost like a mini age of triumph, uh, where, you, you know, you're adding rotating, um, you're adding rotating modifiers. 
you're making it feel fresh and different you're giving the end game players and i think this would this would uh this would help the starving end game players right now mm-hmm. in a different way because they're like well we want more raids but you know even if you give them more raids it's not going to matter you know even i know that like i could say i want i want a raid every season it's not going to matter even when we were getting a raid every season you know, by the time Scourge of Pass came out, like, oh, this is boring. You know, Crown of Star came out, oh, this is boring. You know, this is it. That that's just what's going to happen if you add this level of difficulty. If you add this level of, you're almost curating multiple builds, and you're you're not you're not thinking, oh, this is what's good for the raid. It's like, okay, well, what's going on this week? And it makes you makes you think as a player. It's not just mm-hmm. well, how how endgame players say it. They turn their brain off playing this game when you're doing a raid and you've done it. 50 times you turn your brain off and you just go on autopilot if you're every encounter you're thinking okay well it's best okay well this modifier is on this week okay let's let's switch this load out here let's do this here do this there it makes you think as a player and i feel like you'll get more engagement and i feel like you'll get more enjoyment out of the game with this and the only thing that i'm hoping is that that they don't make encounters revolving around stasis because that's the only that's the one thing i do not want because and like you said it's just gonna be a water faucet turn it on and I don't want that. Right. And I think that's what I always think about with modifiers rotating is it is a, it's almost like you're problem solving week to week, you know, instead of saying, what are you making me, you know, like whenever I had the idea with champion mods, like give champion mods to all primaries, then week to week, make certain primaries with like any sidearm with anti-barrier is stronger that week, you know? So then you're problem solving. It's like, well, I, I don't have a good sidearm. Maybe I could, maybe I should get one or maybe you have a good one and you try it out and you're like, holy moly, that was fun. And so you're doing two things. You're problem solving, but you're also tethering choice to a power expression. So you feel like, oh man, that was so dope. I've never used a sidearm before, or I was never really a big fan of, you know, Nova Bomb. If you're not a big fan of Nova Bomb, you're an idiot. But let's just imagine somebody that's that stupid. They don't like Nova Bomb, right? (laughs) And then they're like, oh, I've never run Nova. Or, oh man, you know, Goldie was crazy strong last week because of the buff. It was a really fun build. Um, you know, and, and whenever you, you tether the choice to a, a power expression, I think that's when you, you very, you, you get, you give people a sense of pride because right now everyone's like, what do I say? I'm like, Oh, what's meta for that right now? Oh, everybody pulls out Zeno. You know, the, the group sounds like we're, we're laying down railroad track, you know, it's like, like everybody's just shooting Zenos. Instead of being like, uh, let's, you know, let's figure out what the best solution is this week. And you try a couple different things and you try a couple different builds. And yeah, eventually you would know certain modifiers mean you're going to pull out a, a particular gun. But again, that choice is tied to the power instead of it being the other way around, which is there isn't really choice. You kind of feel like the encounters just they just make the choice for you you're gonna want to well you're gonna want to bubble you're gonna want to just run xeno or something you look at some modifiers and you decide there's a handful of solutions here there's a handful of options to really enhance my power and then it feels like you're the one that is you you've you've become the powerful one in the group and or your team or whatever instead of just being like oh yeah that's the meta 
it's more like, no, no, I'm the meta. Like, I'm figuring out this week's meta. So. I'm just worried about, you know, and this is something that's kind of um, antithetical to how I think about Bungie, but, um, you know, I I think they're very creative with their weapon design. I really do. Like, I think they have some very interesting weapon design. But for me, I'm concerned on how creative they can get with modifiers, especially with their track record in all of D1 or all of D2 with all of their modifiers. Like, they had some interesting ones, but honestly, the creativity of modifiers has been very lackluster when, you know, looking at past content. Yeah. Yeah. It it honestly doesn't need to be that creative in my mind. It's just about enhancing different things each week so you change it up, you know? One week, all all arc supers are given a damage buff. I mean, just that alone, you know, all all sidearms and SMGs that run champion mods get a buff. I mean, it can be something as simple as that. And just just that little nudge toward a different build and different loadout I think would be enough. And then that's that's how you get people to use your seasonal mods, your new weapons, your new perks, your new whatever. That's how you get people to do it and it feels like they're choosing it on their own. They're not being forced to. I, if this if this would launch with sunsetting this would this and with some sandbox balancing this would fix the whole this would literally be the probably one of the better things to land in the game right here because it would push people to get new guns there's a reason to get new guns and with the sun setting it's pushing people away from already guns that you know you've used for two years and then sandbox balancing with things this this is right here this right here is what they need to do or something along the lines right yeah i agree probably do a video on this like how to like bring back curated loadouts, you know, be clickbaity about it. Like bring back <laughs> curated loadouts, but do it do it with uh do it with modifiers cuz I do think this is also how you you brought up hard mode. This is how you do hard mode for anything. Like imagine if they would have done that with and there has to be a loot incentive, but if they would have done that for Sundial, it would have been dope. It'd been like every every week hard mode Sundial is a little bit different. Every week hard mode you know, menagerie is a little bit different. And as long as there's a loot incentive attached to it, you're you're you know you're good to go like you're 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 able to you're able to just jump in and and really enjoy fresh content week to week and and not and not have to worry and not have to worry about oh man is it gonna you know is it just gonna be the same old same old week to week to week to week so yeah that's that i think that's really all i wanted to talk about other than you know with the new supers and having that like smoke effect Mm-hmm. possible engine change with new particle effects for the supers possibly just saying i mean it could be like i don't know why why they look darker in the in those pictures i mean that could be too maybe they're just enhancing the visual effects and it looks like they're darker or something like the smoke on the on the characters i'm not really sure um so yeah that's just i saw that too so yeah all right, did you have anything else? That's all. All right, well, guys, it was a, it was a, it was a slightly uh, shorter VIP call in today, but that's okay. That's okay. Thirty seven minutes is is fine. I mean, it's, this is one of the fun things about VIP call ins. If there's only a couple of you, we can take our time a little bit more. If you want to be part of these VIP call ins, pick the VIP tier on YouTube by clicking join, or you can use it uh, on the, um, or you can do it on uh, on the Patreon sntrpresents.com. 
uh, we'll get you we'll get you in there as well so as with all of my content you can support me by going to saynotorage.com subscribing to the YouTube and clicking the bell button or go through the Patreon sntrpresents.com as with all of my content I appreciate you listening or watching in other locations please like share and subscribe